when anxiety paralyzes you like that, you have to be able to consciously consciously know, okay, this is a lie Mm -hmm. and be able to detect that because all anxiety is, is just something in your, in your mind that is just constantly lying to you through, uh, because of fear. Welcome to Thirsty Thursday Therapy. Are you ready? Always, babe. What's up, ladies? Welcome to Thirsty Thursday Therapy with Becoming IRL. I'm Liz. It's Rebecca. Let's get to it. This podcast is brought to you by Becoming IRL, guiding you to the best version of yourself in real life. Guys, y'all don't understand. We were sitting here like prepping for this topic and it literally felt like we were in a therapy session (laughs) for ourselves. We're like, are we curing our anxiety right now? Literally. This is going to be so good for our little girlies. Yeah. Especially during the holidays. I mean, honestly, yeah, right before the new year, we all get anxiety we all know what it feels like. If you don't, you're very blessed and you should be very thankful for that. <laughs> I've been dealing with this all year, so mm-hmm. don't worry. Yeah, so today we're kind of going to jump in and start talking about some strategies that we have for you today regarding dealing with anxiety, how to live a fulfilling life, and how to just go for it, follow your dreams, and do what you really, really want to do. Um, even though you have anxiety, I think a lot of people with anxiety kind of have come to the conclusion of like, you know, I just have to live with this for the rest of my life. Um, and trust me, I know we both know how anxiety can really control you and really take hold of you and even paralyze you, um, as far as, you know, getting somewhere in your life or going for whatever it is that you want to go for. And it's just not, it's just not it anymore. We are (laughs) done with anxiety and it's just a really annoying thing. The more that I have kind of like been in therapy and the more that I've grown and learned about anxiety, I've just kind of grown to just be so annoyed of it. Anytime I get anxious, I'm just like, oh my God, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Cause it's like, at this point, it's not like, I'm like, oh, like I have anxiety and I, and I don't feel, I don't feel sorry for myself anymore, which is something I used to do. And I think like when you first get diagnosed with anything, or even if it's undiagnosed, um, whenever you get anxiety, you kind of like feel bad for yourself or it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, like I, you know, self pity party, whatever. But I've grown to the point where it's like, this is exhausting and it's just annoying and it's so inconvenient and I need to just be able to live without it or cope with it in a way that I can still live my life so if you're in the same boat literally that's I had this moment I don't know when it was at some point this year I literally dealt with this non-stop with my therapist for and I was telling you this before we went on air Mm -hmm. it's like for three months of this year maybe even more was I just so annoyed and paralyzed and like, I don't know, overwhelmed with everything. And it's like, no matter what, all the outlets that were helpful before, whether it was like listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, um, going to seminars or webinars or whatever, it all was just giving me more and more anxiety because I was thinking about all the things I want to accomplish in my life and all the things that I want to get done. And the, the ways that I want to present myself and how far it is until I get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gave me so much anxiety that like, I just was like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to go to where it like paralyzed me. 
and not wanting to even do anything and like sent me into a state of depression for a couple of weeks, actually, um, because I was just letting it overtake me. And like you were saying about, you know, feeling so over it, like I'm so done with feeling the anxiety. Yeah. Um, and that that happened in phases of, of feeling, quote unquote, over it and done of just like letting it defeat me. I was so over it to like being like, no, I'm done with this. I'm mm-hmm. not letting this control me anymore. And that's where the idea of this podcast kind of was born where I was like, there are other people out there right now struggling with this. And like so much so that like, even just listening to people that they look up to is giving them the anxiety of like, okay, but like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And like, I want to be there. And how do I get there? Cause I feel like I have to do 800 things to like make my way there. And so I'm super excited to bring this topic to you guys because Mm -hmm. I know it's going to help you so much. Even just like listening to what Liz was telling me about her topics today and like, the things that were that have helped her, um, and I'm gonna bring in one of mine, or actually from my therapist to you guys. Shout out to my therapist. Shout out. Um. So yeah, I think it's gonna be really good. Yeah. Session. I think before we like get into the actual strategies, um, because these strategies are going to obviously like help you and like all of that. <laughs> I kind of just want to first open kind of like the conversation of okay. where I think there's a lot of people that are obviously diagnosed versus undiagnosed, mm-hmm. but everyone experiences anxiety at, in some shape or form, whether it's just with like a little spectrum of just nervousness um, to the largest spectrum of, you know, being diagnosed and having to take medicine and all of that. And I think I kind of just want to first address the fact that, which I've, I've addressed this before in many other podcasts where we've talked about this issue, whether you're diagnosed or you're undiagnosed, anxiety is a real thing, right? We all know that. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's especially important for people that are diagnosed. The doctor tells you, Hey, you have this issue. You need to take this medication. Even though that is very real, and yes, please take your listen to your doctor. At the same time, it is not life altering. It it should not be a it should not be something that absolutely stops your life from running. It's it's not a dead end mm-hmm. diagnosis um, because I feel like a lot of people take that with mental health diagnosis. Yeah, it's like okay, this is my life. This is a dead end you know, I'm never going to overcome this, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not true. Because with mental health, that's that's this, the great thing about mental health is that you can improve your mental health. Just the way when you get hurt in sports or just while working out, whatever, yeah. you recover, you're in physical therapy, and you eventually regain your strength and you are like new. So that's kind of how I want you guys to think of mental health as, um, especially anxiety. People of all ages everywhere have anxiety, but it is something that it's 100% workable and you're able to train yourself and grow and learn and all of that in order to overcome anxiety and maybe not overcome it all the way because it's something that, you know, everyone has, but at least learn how to live with it in a way that you're able to enjoy your life. Yeah, to better be able to like manage your anxiety in your everyday life and, and incorporate yeah. it because it is something and it's hard. Mm-hmm. I know the first time that I heard that when my therapist was like, yeah, you have generalized anxiety. I just, I was like me, like, mm-hmm. no, not me. That happens to other people. Like not, that's not what this has been this entire time. Surely yeah. not. 
Um, but it definitely was. And I just didn't know how to move forward with that and what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there have been a lot of different tools and strategies that I've had to incorporate into my life. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. I think that's the like overarching yeah. thought that might have been going on here a minute ago when you were sharing what you were saying um, toward our listeners is just saying that like, there's nothing wrong with you. It is super common. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just another thing that you need to learn to be able to manage and, and be able to incorporate into your life. Um, if that is the fact, you know, if you yeah. have a cold, then you take care of it and you manage the best that you can and you keep on moving forward. It doesn't mean the end. So right. I'm glad that you brought that up. Exactly. So I'm excited actually to talk about our strategies. We each have two, so we'll have a total of four. Um, And this is always such a fun topic to talk about because we both, I feel like we both deal with anxiety in different ways and we both cope in different ways. So different things also trigger us and different different things trigger each one of us. Absolutely. But being able to like kind of have this topic where we all kind of align, Mm -hmm. I think is a great starting point to have a conversation about anxiety and especially at the end of the year, because I know like for me, I don't really take it as like, oh, you have to start over. I have to like completely change my life because in a couple weeks, a new year is going to start. But I know a lot of people feel that way. Right. And then so being able to like go into the new year with these new ideas and being able to help guide you before we give you mm-hmm. even more amazing topics for this month of being able to set up your your next year for a better year and the best yeah. year possibly. I think it's important to talk about this topic. So exactly. I don't think we've really talked about who's going to go first. I can go first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Makes it easy. Let's do this. So my first strategy to not avoid and don't stop doing things that give you anxiety. Now, this was something that I honestly just learned maybe a year ago or within this past year because I was at the point where I was like, oh, well, if something gives me anxiety, I'm not going to do it. Like, why would I put myself through that? Okay. And I think that's what a lot of people think. They're like, oh, well... It gives me, you know, I have social anxiety, so I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to socialize. I'm not going to do blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is only, you know, feeding into your anxiety one. Yeah. But you're also, like I said in the intro and how I've said before, is that you cannot allow anxiety to control you. Um, Because by doing those, by not doing those things, and sometimes they're things that you love. Um, A lot of people stop doing things that they love due to anxiety. And that is giving up your control completely and Mm -hmm. kind of, again, reaching that dead end. Um, So if you have anxiety to maybe socialize or if you have anxiety, you know, to go out and eat by yourself or go have dinner by yourself, go watch a movie by yourself, or it could be other things, maybe like uh, speak up in your job if you have an idea or anything like that, um... I encourage you to do it. Even if it gives you anxiety and even if you maybe have a panic attack after it, you have to do those things in order to break that, um, I guess like that mental, um, what's the word? Like that, chem- no, the chemical in your brain that tells you not to do it is going to be so confused yeah. whenever you do it because they're going to be like, the, like your mind's going to say, whoa, okay, we're fine. We're not, <laughs> we didn't it's die because, yes, yeah, exactly. I'm like I went and had dinner by myself and I didn't you know, pass out. I didn't die. Nothing bad happened. Mm -hmm. So I think that in the end, it's extremely important for you to sit down with yourself and kind of jot down the things that you have not done in a long time or Mm -hmm. the things that you consider your triggers, the things that you consider that to give you anxiety. Think of all those things and try to tackle them one by one. Obviously, it's going to take some time because it's scary (laughs) to do that. But 
tackle them one by one and really go down your list because at the end of the day, only you should have control over your life and breaking you know, that cycle of anxiety, doing this is going to break that cycle of anxiety. And the more you do it, the more you practice it, then the more you're going to realize, okay, actually this activity does not give me anxiety anymore. And then little by little, you're going to start to be able to have more mental freedom to do more things. Um, and so I think that that's a really, really big one for me, um, is doing things that give you anxiety because you're going to be fine. Yeah, just not letting it control you. I know a really great example when it comes to us and and BIRL is when we were initially starting going to networking events. Mm -hmm. Like that was a big thing. Like we continued to push it off and push it off because we knew that it would be really good for the company. We knew that it would be really good for the business. But I think for me, at least it was like, I don't know, like, what if they don't take us seriously? And, like, all of those thought, little thoughts yeah. of, like, it, whether it ranged from imposter syndrome to just not feeling ready yet yeah. um, within the business and it not being built up enough. Or even just, like, within my own credentials, I was like, I don't know if they're going to take me seriously or not. Right. But when we finally went out there and we forced ourselves to do it, it definitely continued to, like, push us forward into seeing, like, this is not something that we need to be scared of or to Mm -hmm. allow our anxiety to rule us over because of the fact that it honestly is benefiting us more than it's hurting us. It's just like you have to get over that initial fear of what could happen and and what you've that, I guess like the narrative you put on it and just break past that to be able to like, see, you know, this is not bad. And I think that's a really great point that you're bringing up because of the fact that it constantly builds you to feel more and more comfortable to do the things that feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. um, which really push you in the direction of, of getting closer to those goals of like what we're talking about today of like, there's so much that I want to get done, but I don't know how, and I don't know where to start and like Mm -hmm. whatever. But most of the time, that's what you're saying is just that we stop ourselves from doing things that would get us there because of the fact that it it just doesn't feel comfortable. And a lot of people's initial thought is, you know, well, then maybe I should just not lean into it if it doesn't feel good. Right. And I think another thing that I have been taught or that I've learned in therapy and just people that I've spoken to is that think of anxiety as a lie because anxiety is constantly going to tell you what is not true. And that is, you will not achieve that. Um, something's bad's going to happen if you do this or you do that. Mm-hmm. Or um, you're crazy to think that you would ever achieve that. And so when anxiety paralyzes you like that, you have to be able to consciously consciously know, okay, this is a lie. Mm-hmm. And be able to detect that. Because all anxiety is is just something in your in your mind that is just constantly lying to you through uh, because of fear and so I think that that's another really important thing that if you if you hear a voice in your head or if you get that feeling of like I'm gonna fail or like Mm -hmm. this is not gonna work out for me that is not coming from you that is coming from anxiety and that's just a lie um so when you're able to recognize that and push past that is when you start believing in yourself again and believing the reality and the truth of it and that is that you can absolutely do that Yeah, I think the way that my therapist kind of like worded it wasn't exactly like that. I kind of like thinking about it like, you know, my mind is lying to me. And even just to say based like off of that is like a lot of people will just take something that they think or the way that they feel and Mm -hmm. like consider it truth. 
Um, whether they realize that's what they're doing or not, but the way that my therapist kind of articulated it to me was like, how much of what you're thinking can be proven? Like, can you prove that this is going to end in disaster? No, because you haven't done it. Or Mm -hmm. like just challenging the thoughts really um, to begin with. And I think a great way to do that kind of what we're we've been talking about the last couple of minutes is just like actually taking action in it to prove the thoughts wrong yeah and to prove that lie or or just to challenge the thought in and of itself yeah I feel like we've we've capped on that one <laughs> so I'm kind of um excited for this one because this one actually like I said that the second one's going to be the one from my therapist that was her tip to me and to you guys so the initial tip for me um to you guys is Okay, guys, quick interruption. If you're loving this week's podcast, make sure that you subscribe no matter what platform you're listening on. And if you want even more amazing content, make sure to go check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Becoming IRL. Quickest ad that you've probably heard yet, no? (laughs) Let's get back to the podcast. It's gonna be to enjoy the process and get excited about the process. And I think I've talked about this a little bit Earlier in the year, we talked about, you know, find making a life that you would enjoy any day of the week. And part of that would is just enjoying the journey to trying to get to wherever you're trying to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about that just because I know it's a little bit of a generalized statement. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's easy to say. Um, but I know for me, when this was going on, there were a lot of moments that I was like, oh, God, you know, to get to where Jay Shetty is or to get to Tony Robbins level or to get to whoever's level, I've got to go through this, that, and the other thing. And I don't want to wait these many years and I just want to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, I had to take a minute at some point or another, I think it was like after months of dealing with this and I stopped and I was like, why am I not excited? Like, why am I not excited to be able to get to that point and, and go through those little moments of like, okay, well, I had to record, like, we started recording this podcast in my first, one of my, yeah, it was my first apartment, my first apartment closet floor, (laughs) like, we literally sat on the floor in the closet, and, like, with one mic, with one mic, like, not knowing anything about anything, and just did it, and it's so exciting, like, oh, there's still so far to go, but I know there's so many stories about people who are like, oh, I want to win an Emmy or I want to win, you know, a Grammy or whatever. Their entire life is about that. And then they get to that point, like they just grind, they just grind, they just grind. They don't pay attention to anything in between. And then they get there and they fall into the state of depression because they're like, well, this is it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, and I've said this a million times, and it's like, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey to get to the destination that yeah. really, really matters. Um, and it, I just, there's so much to say for like, the more that you continue to look into the future and like where you think you should be going and where you think you should be and just being able to be present Mm -hmm. and being able to be grateful really changes that and pushes that anxiety away and being Mm -hmm. able to like fully step into a a moment because the only time that you're able to feel anxiety is when you're not present. (sighs) Per usual, another technical Technical difficulty. difficulty. Um, but yeah, so I, I think what I was saying was essentially that you cannot live in anxiety if you're living in the present. So. Yes. And I actually loved that point and I wanted to add <laughs> on to it, um, because it's very true. And I think I've have also, um, that's also been a way it actually leads into my point. I'm not sure if yeah. you're done, but, um, so yeah, like living in the present is such a big thing for people that struggle with anxiety. Um, because I remember whenever I had, I think I talked about it, but 
whenever I had a my last really really bad panic attack which was like a couple maybe like a month ago or a couple weeks ago and I was at work when it happened and I was literally yeah. literally spiraling like I I feel like I had not experienced that bad of a panic attack in a really long time and one of the things that really helped me just come back down to earth and just mm -hmm. focus was Liz, you're, you're at work. Like, what are you thinking about? Like what is like literally propelling yeah. you to another freaking dimension of the world or of the universe? You're at work, like focus. You're like, you, you need to do your job or yeah. like stuff like that. And it's like, whenever you're able to like recenter yourself and basically bring yourself, drag yourself back down to earth, yeah. um, and be present your anxiety kind of just diminishes mm -hmm. um and that kind of leads into my next point which is that whenever you have an, an anxiety an episode of anxiety or anything like that is to always remember that you've had one of these before this has happened before you've had a panic attack you've had an anxiety attack and you've always made it out alive you've always made it to the other side you've always overcome it you've never died you've never like ended up like actually paralyzed like nothing bad has actually yeah. happened um and so that's what you have to remind yourself of every single time that that may happen to you is that you're this is only for a moment you're feeling like this for whatever reason mm -hmm. but it's gonna end like this feeling is gonna go away yeah. um so whenever you're able to consciously think that your body naturally starts calming itself down your mind recenters and it kind of stops going into that fight or flight mode where you are able to, you know, focus on whatever it is that you're actually doing in the present. Um, cause believe me, it, it's terrible whenever you're doing something yeah. and you get that, that episode of like anxiety or a panic attack and you really are just sitting there like, what is going on? Like literally what is going on? What am I worrying about? And so many times I think that, um, especially having like a um a boyfriend that doesn't struggle with anxiety yeah. um yeah. <laughs> it's it's really it's hard sometimes because i i will tell him like i i'm really anxious right now like i just feel so anxious and he's like well what's wrong what's wrong and i'm like nothing <laughs> literally nothing i'm like literally nothing absolutely nothing is wrong and he's sitting in there looking at me like i'm literally crazy and i'm just like i'm sorry i just feel really anxious mm -hmm. i i it just whatever um so sometimes it's really hard to explain but um something that like i guess he's kind of learned to help um me cope with it mm -hmm. and it's him bringing up an activity for us to do it's like okay well like let's do something so that yeah. you can take your mind off of that and so that you can forget that you're having an anxiety attack yeah and you can focus on being in the present moment which is crazy and absolutely amazing so <laughs> i definitely encourage you as rebecca was saying to just be in the present because um that is probably one of the fastest ways for you to come down from an anxiety attack yeah i love that point that's really good i've just I mean, I guess I accidentally tied into yours. Yeah. And I, I, we told each other what we were going to say, and I totally forgot what your second point mm -hmm. was, but... Our minds work very... Yeah. Half the time, we don't even have to say words to each other, or we'll, like, say half words. We've been yes. doing that all day, or it's just, like, the thing, and you're, uh, you're like, I was saying, and, and then, then you're like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a whole conversation here. Literally. Um, and not for you guys, very sorry. Um, But, yeah, I guess, was that all you had to say on your point? Um, I think, I, I mean, I could add a little bit to it, but I think I want to hear your next point and then we can, um, we can have like a little bit of an extra little chit -chat. chat after. Okay. 
Well, so this one's the one that's for my therapist. Mm -hmm. For anybody that doesn't know, if you're new here, hi. Um, we always do the thing where we don't introduce ourselves. Totally oh, I said my it. name at you some did? point. Yeah, I think oh. I said Liz. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I just do the thing. And more. I've been calling you Rebecca. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. You're like, okay, go. Okay. Well, so from my therapist, she gave me this homework, which was to pick three. And I love the, the way that you ended that because this is a perfect um, kind of lead into my topic and to my, my one point which I eventually will get there and finally tell you guys from my therapist. Um, shout out to my therapist. <laughs> okay, now that I've thoroughly annoyed everybody. Um, no, so her homework for me and my homework for you guys is to pick three things. Pick three things that you can actively take part in moving forward toward your goals in today. So whether that's like, okay, I need to go to a networking event or I need to get business cards or, you know, set up landing pages or whatever it is, something that you can actively take part in and start to move forward in whatever it is. And the reason that I say that I like what you brought up and it was a perfect tie-in is because one of the best things, not only to bring you back into the present moment, but I say this is about depression all the time is like the number one way to move away from any negative thought or have any negative feeling is to take action, even if it's a small thing. If that means mm -hmm. getting out of bed and like straightening the covers, if that means brushing your teeth, like anything, making any kind of progress and any kind of movement and action is one of the best ways to move away from negative feelings and be able to feel like you're accomplishing something. And that on its own really, it really helps people, um, us as humans, to feel like that drive to continue to move forward and doing things. So to continue to plan and take action and actually do something about where you're trying to get to is an amazing tool to be able to step away from anxiety. Yeah, no, that, that's really good. And I think um, that as well, like I feel like all of our points just kind of align together and kind of just mesh together um, with the topic of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And uh, with what you just said, that's, that's an amazing strategy to use whenever, you know, you're going through anxiety or having, you know, a hard time with it. Yeah. Um, but as well with that, what that helps you do is to stop monitoring your anxiety. Yeah. Um, because like I, I think I mentioned a little bit before is that whenever you are constantly having conversations with your friends, with yourself about anxiety saying, Oh yeah, I struggle with this. And this is mm -hmm. what gives me anxiety. And, and I have anxiety doing that. And I have anxiety right now. And blah, blah, blah. The <laughs> You're more, giving me anxiety now. So yeah. You <laughs> the more you convince yourself that you have an anxiety and the trick to it is to convince yourself that you don't to convince yourself that you don't have anxiety and um do things like bring yourself to be in the present mm -hmm. do things to act actively work to what it is that is giving you anxiety yeah. which is might be a goal um but yeah so stop feeding your anxiety constantly thinking about it and engaging in conversations that keep you um speaking anxiety <laughs> into your life because yeah. when you have those conversations and you're constantly talking you're about it, it you're manifesting it and Ooh. you okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead Sorry. and you're you're basically speaking it to life and you're yeah. you're believing it and the words that come out of your mouth are things that you yeah. convince yourself that are true yeah. so that's that's a very important thing to think about and to practice and mm -hmm. all of that but 
Yeah. Those are those are all really good points. I feel they like we were. just hashed them out. We like, really did. We were so just quickly. like, this is it today. We know what we're doing. <laughs> I like what you said right then because there's so many moments. Like, and to be fair, right, but for anybody that's listening, there's in no way are we saying that we're not discrediting if you do have anxiety, right? Right. It's just that the more that you talk about it, the more that it comes up and, and brings itself mm-hmm to the forefront of your mind. And the other part of that that I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of Mm -hmm. is just the fact that the more that you start to move in to anxiety, the more that you start to surrender your your ability to have the mindset of being solution-based in thinking or, you know, like action-based thinking, which takes you away from those tools that, you know, we've pretty much given you today of just remembering to come back to the present and remembering to take action so Mm -hmm. essentially I think what we're saying is to not give up all your power to anxiety by you know giving it more attention than it requires Mm -hmm. because I I do believe any even negative emotions any and all emotions really need and deserve respect and attention but to really feed into them in a negative way of using them whether it's to get attention or to validate yourself um whether you realize it or not like Liz said, just kind of take a step back from that because really it's a really bad and really easy road to go down Mm -hmm. to allow that to spiral you into something that you really have no business going into if you're looking to grow. Yeah, no, I like what you just said there. And I think um, that that is basically what we're we're trying to say is if you do have anxiety, obviously mm-hmm. we that's very valid. <laughs> like yeah. I, like we said before, we all do. Um, and people have it worse than others. But again, like I used to have, I'm just using myself as an example, but I used to have like crippling anxiety yeah. to the point where I was literally letting it control my life. And I have, I was, I was, you know, taking medicine and all of that. And I finally have worked and practiced some of these things so um consistently and actively that I honestly I think I'm at a point in my life for the first time in my whole life where I do not feel like anxiety is ruling every single part of my life and every day of my life Mm -hmm. so it's very very um possible to be able to overcome and when I I think when I say like don't engage in conversations I'm not saying you know don't have a therapist and don't talk about it absolutely get a therapist and absolutely work through it because that person is there to help you um what I'm what I think I was referring to is just friends and you know yourself and obviously don't really know right because you know you know your friends can always give you bad advice and that's a whole other podcast we have talked about that but um but yeah so absolutely um be in therapy if you need that absolutely listen to your doctors but um we're just here to you know provide a little bit of extra help when dealing with anxiety and I think that these all these things are very very helpful and they have absolutely helped both of us in our lives and our journeys with anxiety so Mm -hmm. we hope that you're able to take something away from this podcast episode before we wrap up I really would like for us to do something for our listeners which is to kind of take everything that we've talked about today and kind of wrap it into a bow and tie it off as a gift to them um to just aim all of the in whatever way that you want to do it can be a sentence it could be a couple um words whatever you want um, but to kind of give them advice when it comes to moving into the new year of like taking all of this advice and moving forward into the new year and, and really closer to their goals based on all the advice and all the things we talked about today, whether it's your own ideas or something that I said, kind of wanted to just see what you had to say for them or to them. Yeah, I think I would just say is 
don't feel pressured and allow the new year to be like a breath of fresh air for mm-hmm. you um, and absolutely do not allow other people or um, anyone in your life to pressure you to absolutely have to turn your life around this year. Um, take it at your own pace and keep working on whatever it is that you're working on and just allow this to be a breath of fresh air for you. I love that. That was good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad we had this conversation. I think that's really helpful for everybody. Um, I know it was helpful for me. I definitely have moved away from this. And I think the only way that that was ever going to happen was to kind of talk about it and hear some advice. So I hope that was helpful for you guys Mm -hmm. and that you guys kind of feel a little bit more like you can breathe now because I know know how it feels to constantly be like, it's so much so that like, and I said this earlier, just so much so just feeling defeated. Mm -hmm. And so I have you, I hope that you have a new sense of excitement to move forward into and toward your goals in the new year. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, ideas, DM us. You can do that on TikTok and Instagram at becoming.irl. And you are already here. Um, So make sure to, I almost said sponsor. (laughs) Yes. Please. Um, But also make sure to subscribe, download any episodes that are helpful for you, comment and rate. And yeah, send it to your friends if this is helpful for them, if you think it'd be helpful for them too. Um, I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great day, night, week, weekend, weekday. (laughs) That's all I've got. Happy holidays. Bye guys. Bye. Bitch, we did it. (laughs) Um,